Good evening. How are things going with you, Bob Ulrich? <laughs> uh, things are going pretty well. My goodness. You know, um, <laughs> the pandemic ended yesterday, so. Oh, know. thank God. Thumbs up. Thank God. It's all over, as yes. they say. Yes. Uh, the, mm. <laughs> there's a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we got comic books to talk about, though. Yes, we do. So that's cool. Um, I'm just going to kind of go right into it because I got nothing else to say, I think. I don't think there's anything important going on. I know of nothing important going yeah. on, myself personally. I can't think of anything. Anyway, right so yeah. I can't think of anything. Nope, nothing. <laughs> so we're going to go straight through. Um, we got Abbott 1973, number five. Yes. He's out. Uh, Action Comics 1031 is out. Mm-hmm. We've got Alice in Leatherland, which again is not as porny as it sounds. I promise you, it is. It is a. It's about someone who moves to San Francisco, and she's all naive, and all of her roommates are sex workers. But it's not a sex comic. It's just weird. It's fun, whatever. Someone uh, had a story to tell, and they decided to call it Alice in Leatherland. They they said, "Here's here's something that will absolutely make sure that this does not sell to <laughs> the audience that it was intended for. This could have come out from Boom Studios, and instead, they said, ha, ha, let's make it edgy because Fat Mike's in charge of the company. So <laughs> fucking whatever. Okay. Yeah, it's Black Mask. He's in charge of Black Mask. Yeah, Fat, M- Fat Mike owns Black Mask. That's a secret." Huh. I don't know if that's I don't know if not it's anymore. A, yeah, I don't know <laughs> if it's like a big like industry secret or not, but I talked to Alex DeCampi and she was like, Oh yeah, that's fucking fat Mike from No Effects. Ah. I was like, Oh come on. Of course it is. Uh, she was like, Yeah, they pay terribly. Huh. Um Well there you have it. There you go. Uh Secrets of the Industry. Secrets of the Industry. <laughs> uh, industry industry. Uh, <laughs> Alien number three. I loved this. This was oh, really cool. Cool. Um, I will say I I had a moment of problem with it because they introduced somebody in this in the book and they had two or three moments to really make an aliens fan happy by using specific language or specific lines and they it was almost like they went out of their way to not do so and I was kind of bummed out by it but it's fine. They had a last line when he shows up, and it's like, you could have played with some of his dialogue, which would have really made me happy, but whatever. Nobody knows what I'm talking about, so it's it's fine. Um, we got Amazing Spider-Man by Nick Spencer, Volume 12, Shattered Web. Wow. Mm. 12. 12. 12 trade paperbacks of Nick Spencer. It's almost like he should maybe retire. (laughs) Actually, I've liked Amazing Spider-Man lately. That's the problem is that now I'm kind of into it. It has these peaks and valleys, but it's currently on a peak. It is. Uh, Ascender number 15 is out. Speaking of peaks and valleys. Yeah. It's it's ascending. Yeah. (laughs) I I understand where you were going. Uh, Authority book two. That's the Mark Millar. It is. Issues. Uh, Batman Black and White, number six of six. I This is my favorite issue thus far it's of Batman crazy Black and White. It's so good. that they literally just had like their best lineup. Yeah. 
and they they were like, and we're gonna put it on issue six. Yeah, but it's. I mean, go. maybe they needed more time. Like the one That's also possible where yeah. Nick Darrington has Batman fighting chess pieces. Uh, it's like, how, what's a visual for black and white that would? <laughs> it's like, duh. Of course, it's amazing. Yeah, it's good. Uh, and then the uh, j- you get John Arcudi and James Harron together. Uh, Crazy t- dream team. How does he do so much art? I think he's fast. I think that's why his art has such energy too. Like it's like he doesn't spend a shitload of time. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm I mean, guessing I, completely. I mean, you the guess makes sense given how quickly these flipping issues come out. The fact that he's releasing a sixty page comic every month. Yeah. I, I just mean, assumed that he had back built that thing for the last ten years or something. Well, he did uh he did rumble but then he's been off rumble for a long time and then he did like i think i don't know maybe he's someone who works in like animation or something has like a another gig or something hmm. because I, he, you didn't see a lot of work from him for a long time and then now like pandemic sorry about yeah. ooh, that pop <laughs> that was rough uh i won't say that word again uh but uh, yeah oh, i think that he just was kind of sorry. um you're th- sorry you're coming in hot i that was my fault coming in hot I think that maybe he had some some quar time, some downtime. Yeah. To, to, makes but sense. either way, uh, this little short story is great. But also, I thought the um, Brandon Thomas Carey Randolph story at the beginning, where the two kids build a second bat signal to get <laughs> Batman to come and solve a crime involving the Mad Hatter, is so great. <laughs> it had such a great heart. And like Batman at the end, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil it, but like he fist bumps him and they're just like fist bumped by Batman. They're like, yeah. <laughs> Super cool. Uh, I, I love this issue. I will say in in the same uh, in the same vein, I really liked Titans Academy this week. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, we're skipping way ahead, but we but will. I, we'll talk. But about I gotta it. say, I did actually. Holy shit! Also like it. That was there is a thing that's being introduced here that I am so all in on. <laughs> like the end, basically the last page. The that's backpack. Like, yeah, I'm like, oh <laughs> fuck you! Come yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it's. I, it's Give funny too because they like put them in the first remember that first yeah, issue yeah. was like so overloaded with shit and we were like what you know and i and i was like who are these weirdos i think that it's going to get fle- hopefully yeah. it's or my dream was that it was going to get fleshed out in and a way that it. made sense and and it is does seem to be happening and so those characters that were just like kind of like you were like yep. why are they in this comic mm. that yep. you get a little bit of payoff they're with. they're leaving for their own thing uh, crush is leaving for her own thing i yeah, think i think yeah. it's all going to kind of splinter off which is great yeah that's fine because the, it's fine for this to be <laughs> you're getting into legion of superheroes territory so true and this and yeah uh, we'll talk about it yeah yeah um okay batman Fortnite zero point number two second printing as i was saying the last time when i was talking about people paying 25 bucks an issue on ebay please do not do that they are doing multiple printings and they all have the codes in them spread the word just pay cover price yes um batman superman 18 is out continues to be awesome yep uh batman the dark knight detective volume 5 is out that's norm brayfogle shit that's good yep r.i.p norm brayfogle yeah uh beta ray bill number three of five amazing oh my god it's so good there's there aren't enough good words in the English language to describe how great Beta Ray Bill is. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's one of the best things that has that has been put out by Marvel in a very long time. Uh, Bitter Root, number 13, 
Amazing. Actually, this arc is really great. I love this return. Uh, the sec, like, I don't know. I guess it's the third arc uh, in the overall series, but I really like where this one is is at. And I'm actually kind of saving them up to read them all together because uh, also they have really cool connecting covers. Yes. Uh, and also Black Friday number two is out. Looks cool. I don't know what this is, though. Uh, the first one was great. And, uh, and this one I only skimmed this was one of the ones that i did not take home with me because i was like oh i read that and i was like wait a minute no i didn't really read it i kind of just gave it a cursory glance first issue was awesome Hmm. uh it went in a direction that was kind of like it's like uh this is a pretty specific reference but it's almost like from a buick eight uh, in a department store. So it's like sort of a fucking alternate dimension underneath a shelving rack uh, mm. of a department store. It was a it was a very strange thing, maybe a gateway to hell. We don't really kind of know what's going on, hmm. but something does finally crawl out of it in this issue, and uh, we get some interesting stuff going on. I, I think it's great. Yeah, it looks cool. It has a very... Uh, it has a very specific art style that is very much its own. It is, it's not, it's not very uh, finished, but it's like it is so, it's so wonderfully stylized. I really dig it. Nice. Uh, Black Panther twenty five. I believe this is the last issue that Tanahisi Coates is going to write. I believe it is the final issue of the Intergalactic. Uh, it has a ton of uh, like Marvel characters of color in it. It looks actually really, really great. I flipped through it, um, and I bet that this is going to be a really cool trade. It just was really hard to follow as single issues for review purposes. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out. It, it was beyond me. Hmm. Um we got the Champions trade paperback, the Outlawed one. Uh, Creeps number 31 is out. Oh, so good. So cool. <laughs> so good. Uh, crossover volume one is out. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I I highly recommend this. Uh, if you, especially if you were like a 90s indie comic fan who was like really into the stuff that was going on in the indie scene you have to read this fucking book. (laughs) It is like, it is for you. It's really like pandering to you. Uh, I mean, just seeing, I mean, it's a big spoiler, but I think we've already spoiled it in previous ones. But I mean, seeing Madman show up as like an ancillary character and the other characters that show up as well. Yeah. There's, there's so many cool, you know, image properties let's say <laughs> that show up that uh, i was just really happy yeah yeah happy but madman that. being like such a major character yes. in it was like really unexpected and cool like i was kind of like they really hyped it out <laughs> to like make it seem like it was going to be spawn 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 and then all of a sudden it was like okay what? it's madman <laughs> all right yeah and that was great and i yeah. mean and but the, also just storytelling wise there's some really great like yes. twists with the characters the new character the stories the yeah. story you're actually following which is the new characters and and that's the yeah yeah the I girl think, who like the it's it's the the comic book world has exploded into the real world in this one town in colorado and there's a comic book store and this girl works at the comic book store and some religious dickhead zealot like <laughs> blows it up because everybody is, is xenophobic against comic books in this reality and it kind of all stems from there. Yeah. It's it's super clever and also 
probably the most badass uh, two-page madman uh, attack scene <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. That was that says something too. It was that was something. That was something. And yeah. I mean, I am like me. I am one of the one of the world's uh, biggest Mike Allred fans. Yes. So <laughs> I was I was super into it. Uh, Department of Truth number nine. Uh, we got Detective Comics ten thirty six. I don't this even good. know yeah. what's going on in this. It's the it's it's a on it's like a f- I don't know however many parts. It's like the third part of the new creative team storyline. This one has uh, Huntress and Lady Clayface. So uh, you know, <laughs> hey, I'd rather like see them bring some fucking either new like I mean, sure. Yeah, whatever. It's a face you haven't seen in a while. It's not the Joker. It's a clay face you haven't seen in a it's while. It's a clay. It's a. What, what were we saying about Clayface? Uh, I don't know, but Lady Clayface sounds like a Dio song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was she was. I think she might be also referred to as Clayface Four. I'm not no, sure. No, I think she'd be Clayface Five. Six, I think. I don't think I she's think six. She's six. She's she was in Outsiders in the eighties, so I don't think. She's, oh, oh, okay. Uh, so she's probably five then. Yeah, that okay. would that would make sense. There was Clayface one is Bor is Carlo. Oh, dude, I could not name Clayface two is Matt Hagen. Clayface three is the guy who has the proto who turns people to protoplasm and has the helmet. Uh, Clayface four, I think, is Lady Clayface. Okay. Okay. And then Clayface five. I don't know who Clayface Five is. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I think there's multiple more Clayfaces than that. But she was part of a team that had a guy that looked like a zebra. I can tell you that. <clears throat> the Clayface Five is a skiffle group from uh, <laughs> from so. Liverpool. Yes. Uh, okay. So Crayface. That's what we were saying. <laughs> Their face is cray. So cray. Uh, okay. Flash Impulse runs in the family. I know that does not sound like a. A sentence, but this is the flash impulse, flash slash impulse trade paperback of Runs in the Family. Uh, it's a great series. Nice. This is this is just the uh, tie-in issues. It's I think it's got a little bit of the uh, the impulse story that uh, Mark Wade tied into the regular. Yeah, it looked like the early impulse stuff. Uh, I didn't look at the trade itself, but I pulled it out for the, the video and the saw it. It looked like early Humberto uh, Ramos. Love Humberto Ramos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so good. Uh, impulse. Sort yep. of with Mike Ray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Dune House of Atreides number seven. And Haha number five Ooh, of six. Did you read Haha? I didn't know. Hands down. Hands down. My favorite comic of the week and my favorite what? issue of Haha. Wow, really? It is so good. Hold on. You talk for a second. Okay, sure. You know what's great about. <laughs> Casper mattresses. You know, a Casper mattress gives you the kind of support that only a piece of foam with no actual support in it can give you. <laughs> okay, so this issue of Haha ha is called Pound Foolish Makes a Casserole, and it's this old lady who was a circus performer and still wears her clown makeup. So in her she's old the age. opposite of Pennywise. Okay, got yes, it. Yes, uh, exactly. So, uh, well, I mean, it's 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 it. She's just an old lady clown who lives mm. in a house. Like, it's not like sure. There's not really there is like some it's drawn by um, uh, Walta, the guy who drew vision, Gabriel Hernandez, oh, Hernandez nice. Walta, yeah, yeah. who did vision and yeah. uh, um, other cool stuff, some Black Hammer stuff recently. But anyway, um, she says her dialogue in this is so amazing. Uh, at one point, like, this kid breaks into her house and 
she scares him with a knife. She comes out of nowhere with a knife and she's like, burglaration and ransackery is what it is. Get out. <laughs> she has like the best dialogue, like the best old oh, lady dialogue, oh, but it good. has like just a ton of heart. It's like, nice. honestly, it does have like kind of a Stephen King, uh, like stand by me ish oh, kind shit. of vibe. Okay. Uh, like, God you know, damn. or it where like the kids go in the house on a dare kind of thing yeah. or like Treehouse of horror or whatever, okay. you know, like yeah, yeah. it's, uh, it's so, but it's this, it, and literally it's pound foolish makes a cast. She's just in her house making a casserole. And like part of the comic is her buying. It's, it's very, uh, it just has a ton of heart then nice. that and that first Batman story from black and white were my favorite stories of the oh, week. Cause wow. it's just, I'm a sucker for those like yeah, kids, too. kids like kind of like, you know, kid adventures yeah. kind of, you know, yeah. I don't know. Haha. Ha, number six, my favorite issue hands down. No, and there was a Roger language issue. So that's saying like, yeah, a lot that is saying me. a lot for you. Uh, Harley Quinn. Number three is out. Nice. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, it, I felt like this one was weaker than the first two, but still I am super on board with this creative team. Cool. I love the art. Uh, Helm Grey Castle number two is out. Needs Nobody's reading it. <laughs> it's because you can't tell you what, can't it's tell what it says. Um, it's like Hammer's Gerber. You know what? Let's, let's talk about things that suck as far as cover designs. And let's talk about a book that I love and that is doing really cool stuff and is really fun and Marvel fans are ignoring the shit out of it. Heroes Reborn. Oh, Holy shit. Okay, yeah. first off, th- uh, this, this issue in particular is spectacular. <laughs> right. This is a whole other thing, but they have all been very enjoyable in their own way and they're all doing really crazy shit and it's just really fun stuff messing with the the status quo of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I think honestly the biggest mistake they made with it is calling it Heroes Reborn. I, I think the biggest mistake that they made for it was making it look like a fucking ad for Viagra oh, yeah. in it, a woman's magazine. It does look like a like, catalog. It looks terrible. Yeah, the, the, the trade dress is garbage. It is... It's unforgivable. It looks like a giveaway. It looks like the back cover of a giveaway. Yeah. It does not look like you should be charging money for this comic book. Yeah. I, I just I put the variants in front. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> but so this issue in particular, aside from the fact that we have uh, the art is entirely by um, Stoko. Stoko. Yeah. So. James Stoko does all of the art for this issue, which is mind blowing in and of itself. Amazing. And it is, it's like a 50 pager, you know, it's like he does a lot of art for this. And also there are two massive, massive Marvel universe plot points that are unveiled in this particular issue. Number one, you find out what the fuck is going on. Hmm. So you find out who's behind what's going on and why it's going on. Uh, You find out, who the star of this and what the whole point of doing this is and who they're bringing in and who this brand new character who has taken on the mantle of an old character is that's going to be pulled out of the wreckage of this thing. Uh, It's a, this is a big, big, big issue. Yeah. Like it's really important and it is, it's because of some weird things with the way that uh, this character was introduced. This is not going to be considered her first appearance but it is definitely going to be uh it's going to be her first full appearance because she was not of speaking age in the prior uh incarnation so hmm. really cool and uh and like this is it it's a character that i i imagine is going to show up in guardians 
honestly. Yeah. I think I, I think it's it. probably I mean, if it's not Quasar, it's gonna be this one. But Yeah. Uh Oh man. It's super good, is all I'm saying. Quasar. That series was good. <laughs> I I have people asking me for Quasar lately. And I, I think bet. I think it's probably speculators wonder thinking that it's gonna be in something. Huh. But it also might just be that people want to fucking read Quasar. I don't know. I mean I in general am on the hunt for like kind of the I, that was like one I didn't read a ton of Marvel books like I read X-Men and I read X-Factor and I read Hulk uh, but uh, I also read Quasar and Silver Shark. nice uh, I love I liked all those books Quasar is fun Quasar was great yeah great Mark Grunwald I mean fuck yeah um, another thing that's out this week from the Heroes Reborn universe uh, there's a few tie-ins right there's there's three of them there are two that are worth your time mm-hmm. Uh there are two that I really enjoyed. Siege Society kind of sucked. Or uh, I sucked, thought that one looked okay. Sucked is is harsh. Siege Society was not as important. Yeah. However, uh, uh, Magneto and the Mutant Force <laughs> was awesome. Nice. It did a crazy thing that I never expected them to bring back, especially in this context. It was really weird. Uh, very fun. I honestly thought they were going to do an onslaught riff, and then it turned out to be something completely different. Hmm. Uh, and then there is Young Squadron, which is just basically the champions re reimagined in this universe where... Uh, yeah, they're basically like kid sidekicks for the Squadron Supreme. So yeah. like Nova is like a kid Dr. Spectrum, yep. and Ms. Marvel is like a kid power princess, I guess. Yes. Is that the name of the Wonder yep. Woman? Yep. Yeah. And, and Miles is, uh, is, I can't see it from here, so I can't no, tell No, he's Falcon. Falcon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's not Falcon. It's 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 uh, it's Nighthawk. Right. It's Nighthawk. Yeah. But he looks like but Falcon. But I, I think he's called Falcon. Uh, <laughs> he he looks still, like the Falcon. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's, really, it's really interesting. I love the way and that they they're revealing. Deadpool. They fight Deadpool, who is insane in this. Yeah. Like, he has... Way different. Because he kind of knows what's going on. He doesn't, but he knows something is wrong, and it's driven him completely insane. Basically, uh, something happens to him. A Gwen Stacy moment happens with Falcon, Hmm. where he believes that Falcon is his best friend, and that Falcon died in a Gwen Stacy thing because his brain is all fritzed out because of all the weird changes that have happened. Hmm. And so he's like, he remembers the green goblin breaking his neck. And he's like, well, if you're, you're the thing that's wrong because you're here, you can't be here because you died in this reality that's in my brain. And if I kill you, then it's going to all go back to normal. (laughs) (laughs) And that's his basic premise. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it looked good. Uh, it's it's fun. Whole thing, great. Uh, I breathed a body, number five. I have not been following this, but I like the first couple. Nor have I. Uh, Iron Man by Grell. What the fuck? Yeah. Dude, I, wh- this is a weird cover that I was like, this doesn't look like Mike Grell. I don't know. But yeah, it's apparently it's Iron Man by Mark Mike Grell. Wow, that is crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that he did that. Uh, 1998 he did a 19 issue run in 1998 huh 
Interesting. News to me. Yeah. But that's cool. I would oh, like no. to check that out. Now you can read them. Hmm. Crazy. Philadelphia uh, uh, number 13 is out. And for the first time, our issues aren't damaged. What? Literally, it's the first time we've gotten copies of Philadelphia in that they were in good shape. Weird. It's something about the level of black in the stock on the pages that on the uh, covers that they chose because their covers are so densely black that it like just wrinkles the shit out of their covers. Huh. They're like they always come in damaged. Interesting. I do not get it. The only other company that I have that problem with is Dynamite. Like mm. Dynamite stuff tends to be like that. Archie's stuff tends to be like that. Hmm. I sometimes I think it might be because we get such low numbers on certain things like that. Cause with uh, like Vampirella, the one in tens are always damaged. And I think it's because they have to grab one copy instead of grabbing a stack. Oh. And I think that causes the handlers in the warehouse to damage them. Hmm. So I don't know, but uh, it's something I always wonder about because there are just certain, certain titles that always come in damaged. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't it's, know. That's an interesting. It's an interesting mystery. But I will say that uh, that's all diamond, and that like lunar doesn't have that same problem. So I'm, um, oh, so as soon as Marvel leaves uh, leaves diamond, maybe we'll all I, that stuff will be fixed up. I think it's because Johnny Meatfingers is the one who handles the Philadelphia back issues. <laughs> it could be Johnny. Johnny, you got <laughs> Go the meat fingers. Philadelphia's there with your meat fingers. Oh my god! So, Lady Baltimore is a comic book that I know nothing about. I know, and you know, it's maybe the only Mike Mignola. Com- I just don't follow Baltimore. Yeah, me either. And so, a spinoff of Baltimore is something I would follow even less than yep. the thing I already don't follow. Yep. Sorry, it's the only Mignola book that I know nothing about. Yeah, the same here. Uh, I think no, I read Curse Bells. But mm. I do not remember anything. I have about the it. first printing of the book. Yep. When the book came out way back, I oh, had yeah. got the first printing of it. Um, that's it. That's all I know. We got Lady Death, Malevolent Decimation, number two of two. Yeah. Malevolent Decimation. <laughs> that's um, good. Uh, we've got Loki. Did the whole podcast. At H- <laughs> yes, the, uh, the Professor Claw voice. <laughs> Uh, Loki, Agent of Asgard, complete collection. This is a great Ooh. trade. This is a people are always looking for these issues. We could not keep this book in stock back in the day. People were obsessed with it, and for good reason. Uh, when Loki became a big character, this was the one that people gravitated towards, and this was like this was just a really solid run of comics. Is this the is wait is this Nick Spencer? Uh, this was, let me see. Good, good question. No, of course they're not. Cy Spurrier, Nick Spencer, something like that. Cy Spurrier from Hair Club for Men. (laughs) Um, you know what? It's not going to tell me because it's an asshole. Well, I can go grab it. Hold on. Sure. I mean, you can continue the list. Maybe I will. Uh, I'm going to, uh, continue this with a book that I should have read this week called Made in Korea. Uh, this is a an image an image thing that is sort of a what is it called her it's sort of a like ai kind of thing where it's like oh uh no biological children so we're gonna make little robot kids uh something you know one of those kind of depressing dystopian thingies 
Uh, so that's fun. Uh, so this is uh, written by Al Ewing and oh, Jason Aaron. Oh, shit. Yeah. No wonder it's amazing. And it is illustrated by Lee Garbett, who oh, is illustrating also, a book we'll be talking about soon. That's crazy. That's great. Uh, Maestro, Warren Pax, number five of five. There is an amazing, uh, the the A cover for this is just, or the B cover, I mean, actually, is wonderful. It's a, uh, it's, it's a gigantic maestro being held down by little people <laughs> who are tying him to the ground. And it's like a wonderful, wonderful illustration. Cool. Uh, we got that Man-Thing omnibus for anybody who wants a Man-Thing omnibus. Huh. Sure, it's not actually here. And sure, they didn't ship it to us, but they charged me for it, and now it's there, and I noticed that it's not on the shelf. But, yeah, know, I was going to say, I didn't it. see that one. Yeah, I just noticed that myself. And uh, so I'm going to have to figure that out. Uh, <laughs> Stupid. But let me tell you, it's good. Hmm. Uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, number 26. We're continuing in this uh, in this clone saga storyline. We get introduced to more of these clones that the assessor made. Uh, we find out what the their assessor. what their deal is. Um, My favorite album by Joe Walsh. <laughs> you know, I as it turns out, I don't actually have a favorite Joe Walsh album. Mine, mine is definitely The Confessor. Okay, good. But, uh, that was my that was my deep cut Joe Walsh uh, trivia. <laughs> Hitting the mark right there yeah. with that one. Oh yeah, bam! Big Joe Walsh fans in this store. I in tell the you, eyes what. of the assessor, <laughs> you can't tell a lie. Um. Yes. So this is <laughs> this is great. There's a great team up in this book. Um and yeah, and this is interesting. And yes, as you said before, it is much smarter than the clone saga yes. and it is not in any way that they are doing something different with it. And there is there's a very clear end game and a very clear end goal that is stated in this particular issue. So you know that uh, you know that it's not going on forever. Once you once you read this guy, cool. Um, okay, here's a big book this week. Milestone returns. I did not get a chance to get through this. This I did get a chance to get cool. through. Um, this surprised me. Huh. Um, it surprised me in that it seemed like a good fifty percent of it was way more dated than I was expecting it to be. Hmm. It felt like it was like, like half of it was like uh, the static stuff was like, this is amazing. This is exactly what we need. This feels like it could be, he could be a character from Spider-Verse. And like, this is like, this is modern and awesome. And then a couple of them, I was like, oh, this is like, this feels like it came out in 1997, hmm. which in some ways wasn't bad. Uh, who's the, oh God, I've forgotten the character already. Uh, who's the big guy that looks like he's wearing a pad on his face? Uh, is that hardware? Hardware. Yeah. Yeah. The hardware stuff was like very, very nineties looking Hmm. and not in a negative way, honestly. Um, it looked nineties in a way that kind of made me feel nostalgic. Uh, like it definitely looked like a continuation of that. It, 90s in the way that everything that that guy that runs Top Cow, uh, Silvestri. Yeah. He, it had a very Silvestri thing to it. I'm sure that if you if you looked at it, you'd go, oh, well, it's this famous artist that I don't know. Yeah. 
I, I, there's definitely artists like, again, like it was just, I, I, I was going through my stuff and this was just very, very dense and I had a fairly limited amount of time to get through stuff. So I wanted to save it. Um, but yeah. actually I'll, I'll grab it right now and look at and it. And there were definitely like, there were characters in this. I mean, I remember most of the stuff from that era and I was like, I don't remember this character at all. I was like, I don't remember the... rocket. And it's like, oh. I can, I can picture rocket on the cover of of some of those books, but like as a character, I cannot remember what their deal was at all. I was like, has rocket always been female? I yes. don't remember. Yeah. Rocket was uh, like kind of famous for being like a, having like a being pregnant and as a teenager and like kind of, it was like a big deal at the time shit. to have a comic character. Yes. That, yeah. Icon and rocket where rocket now was almost re- more of like the star of the series than icon. <laughs> Although yes. that said, like I, it, I just wasn't this. All the milestone stuff came out in the period, like the one three year period of my entire life where I didn't read comic books. <laughs> so I missed like just almost all of it, and I'm only really kind of aware of it as like yeah. um, the one that I always really thought looked really cool was um, Blood Syndicate. Yes. I always thought that yeah, looked yeah. really Blood badass. Syndicate is amazing. Um, but they've changed the 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 kind of they don't. They all have kind of updated looks. They do to an extent. To an extent. Yeah. I mean, again, like I said, hardware is just covered in pouches and has that weird uh, thing on his head. Well, this like, is Sinchevich inking it clearly from lo- just looking at it. Like, it's obvious that it's him. Uh, who is it? Let's see. Does it say? Maybe he's just sticking to the designs and that's why it's so I'm gonna I, I'm going to bet it's Dennis Cowan and yep. Bill Sinchevich, but uh, I haven't seen it. I bet you're yet. right. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it's this issue was great. I mean, it's it, it suffers from the fact that it's definitely introing everything like it's it's two pages Ooh, per character. It. It's Dennis Cowan, yep. Bill Sinchevich. No. Nope. Oh, and it's it's written by Brandon Thomas, who wrote that um, who wrote that Batman story I was talking about earlier. Uh, oh, the yeah, one yeah. With the kids and the yeah. bat signal. He's great. And this is like but again, it's like everyone gets two pages yeah there is not enough space to identify your character and tell what they're doing and why they exist it's there's a wraparound there's sort of a wraparound story with icon and and rocket where they're like here look at this person why not why don't we talk about him (laughs) sort of like intros each character Hmm. but it's cool yeah nice I'm, it's just cool to see Milestone finally come back. Like I'm, it was kind of tied up in, I think, yeah. like legal limbo for a long time, and then um, one of the founders, I think, died, and I mean, John Paul Leon just died too, so mm. he was one of the founding artists of it. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's just cool to see it back on the shelves, and yep, it really is, and it's it's very. I'm I'm really looking forward to. Like the relaunches. I'm looking forward to static a lot. I always like static. I always liked static and this like a new 52. I feel like gave him real short shrift. Yeah. I, I felt like that, that whole thing was like, it had moments, but it just was not, it was not the relaunch that he deserved. Um, Mr. Miracle source of freedom. Number one. Did you see that there's Jim Lee art in this? No, I didn't. What I didn't did even do? like really recognize it. it I, I'm not sure. Anyway, sorry. No, there is apparently Jim Leard in this summer. Huh. Yeah, Mister Miracle, Source of Freedom, number one. Um, 
this is there was uh in future state there was a mr miracle backup and this is by the same creative team it's shiloh norman so it's yep. not scott free yeah, yeah. uh and it is set i think it's like future state sort of i don't i, I it's think kind so. of nebulous but they have uh one of the there's a new uh, i don't know how new technically the character i think technically the character appeared as a baby before uh that's an adult <laughs> in this uh and it's uh it's scott and barda's kid and her name is never free <laughs> <laughs> and i just was oh, like Jesus. all right that's cool oh, i don't know I'm, I'm into it i love shiloh norman so uh <laughs> I, I i got this that, that seems like a curse of a name to give a it's, child it's a yeah it's it's definitely not mm. a good name <laughs> uh it's like n apostrophe v i r Mm, like, come on. So it's like it's even. She could have been sugar free. You could have been <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> sugar free. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Tax free. Tax free. <laughs> uh, let's see. Buy one get one. We got we got money shot number eleven. Uh, money shot. New arc. New character joining the cast. Uh, this was fun. I like money shot. So stupid. Yeah. But I love money it. shot has gotten. Uh, drastically more pornographic as time has gone on. I mean, it was always pretty pornographic. Though. Th- this, this is. I mean, the entire basis of it is that they cr- make sure. porn. Oh, I mean, to finance yeah, but their it has been like, oh, look, there's a dildo on a bed, and oh, like yeah. somebody's. I mean, this is like straight up fucking in like five or six panels, <laughs> and like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like, like alien kind of constant there's constant like, nudity through the whole thing. Constant. And the next issue is shipped in a black bag. So ooh, I'm. I think. Sick. I think they're definitely moving in. I can see a trajectory. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, the new uh, the new cast member. So it's like a group of scientists that all fuck each other to fun, to crowdfund their spaceship, and uh, and then and the the one of them is like got kind of pissed off and and went away, and now there's a new cast member who's just like stereotypical, like kind of like porn actress body mm-hmm. woman, like. I don't know. It's, but I just I think the the humor is like super lowbrow. Yeah, but no, I I like fun. it. I don't know. I'm probably one of ten people that no, it's, are it's trying still, to find a like a fucking uh, uh, Sarah Beatty has like four trillion followers on Twitter. I think yeah. I think she I think she alone can draw a pretty decent number of people to this book. Yeah, and, she, and then she's got Tim Seeley like just kind of making it a comic book. And did you see that they're doing another comic together? Ooh, no. They're doing a Lobo and Crush comic together. Oh, I did see that that comic was coming out, but I did not look at the creative team. Yeah, That's it's, cool. It's her and Tim Seeley again doing that. Nice. I got to tell you, man, again, I'm loving it. I have loved Crush as a character. Yeah. Like, since her introduction, it was the only thing that saved the Titans for me in that run when oh, she, yeah, she was there. I did not like anything about it except for her. Yeah. And I and the way that they're crafting her to get her even grittier, because they've kind of been like, look, she's kind of a pretty teen. And it's like, no, she's the daughter of a dirtbag, and she's a dirtbag, and it's great, and make her more dirtbag. And, like, the new look for the, yeah. like, the look that I saw in the artwork for the next thing. Yeah, straight the, up hash vest and like yeah. she's oh, well the awesome. cover is a parody of the, the Lobo's the back mini yeah, yeah. cover so it's like I think it's Simon Bisley it looked like Simon looked Bisley like anyway Bisley, if yeah. it's not him it's someone aping him pretty good yeah I don't know it looks cool I didn't I'm realize excited. that they were the creative team though that's cool so yes they is uh, Monster Bash magazine is out Ooh. 
It's a bash. Monstrous number 34 is out. Cool. New Mutants number 18, which I apparently forgot to read. Because it was probably I covered read up by it, something else. And I, damn it. I am officially like not into the current X-Men. I'm sorry. Like I'm not gonna say much more about no, it. It's but fine. like shit happens in this comic that like I love the artwork. I have an I uh no, Rice. Have, Rod Rice is the guy's name. Uh and I love Karma, uh the character. I'm a big New Mutants fan, like of the whole team, the classic team. Uh and I think Karma is one of those characters that like never really got yeah. to be awesome but actually was awesome like if you read like her first appearance and the backstory is like really cool uh i don't know man it's for someone wanna, it's just not for me i don't, don't want to spoil anything for anyone who is not reading x-men but this week's x-men gives away the game oh uh like 100 percent if you were wondering if things might be awry with professor x and uh-huh. Magneto uh-huh. in this particular thing, there is a moment. Huh. It, actually, there are three moments in this where it's like, oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, shit's fucked. Okay. And they know that they're being evil. <laughs> so it just feels like a cult to me. It's like this weird cult where no one can die and they just like it. Yes. I don't know. It's just not like I, I, I get it. It's fine if it's your thing, but, it like is it's, definitely, but it's just not like I just don't like what's oh no. to care about with it. I don't get it. But, I, I really again. I like, loved, I'm not trying to yuck. First up, again. I loved this week's X-Men. So cool. Have to say great issue. All of X-Men has been great. But uh, this yeah. week's is particularly awesome. Did not read New Mutants, but I am fully on the X-Men side at this point. I'm nice. loving what they're doing. Um, Nuclear Family number four is out old guard tales through time is out uh it's number two of six the other history of the dc universe number four this is a uh it is renee montoya question question issue kind of like the whole it like does the whole this series all basically it does is just kind of like makes like a turn it's it's like a illustrated who's who entries basically basically that's yeah. what it feels like and there's like so if you re, like you'll get like like the new the 52 end with question is part of the narrative of this yeah like i like it it's cool but i'm a dc guy who read every issue of who's who like <laughs> multiple times in my life and literally returned to it for fun on the regular so. so that omnibus that we've had for like a month now has not sold and now i'm like fuck i need to take that home i mean i it's, keep i keep looking at it and i'm like well if nobody's gonna buy it i think that's mine i mean i'm pretty much the 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 market for it and i just like it's like you 150 are, you bucks. already own all of them so it's too late i do i, I own all of them <laughs> every single one of them the only things i don't own and i don't know i don't think they're in that omnibus that you got is the loose leaf ones how could they make an omnibus and not put the loose leaf ones in because they're weird shaped they are weird shaped i don't know how they do it on regular comic pages they're mm. not they're like literally like binder shaped they are yeah yeah i always wanted it when but i was that was like a period of time where uh i didn't really have access to a comic shop when we first started, when we first opened up, I don't know where they came from. I can't remember where I bought them, but I bought boxes of those. Oh, my God. I had, like, cases of the Who's Who sealed in plastic. Yeah, yeah. They came packaged the, in yeah, little. Yeah, I little did get of, one of them. 
Like I had so many of them and I just like, I was selling them for like a dollar a piece and I just had so many of those things and I don't have a single one left. Yeah. I would, uh, if, if I ever like someday, maybe I'll actually get it together and like, buy them all but uh because that's the only thing i don't have i have every update uh like i would buy the annuals that had like the oh yeah pages in the back featuring these two pages like because they would constantly have to update them because literally like every three months their continuity fucking restarted (laughs) (laughs) i love it yep uh okay uh so here's another another interesting one this week reptile um Hmm. i love this character um he is he might as well be a Kirkman character. He's like, he's mm. such a, he's such a, like, he's such a Kirkman universe character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I can I, see that. I really dig him. He's like, uh, it's like you have super dinosaur and, uh, <laughs> and somebody from invincible squished together. But, huh. uh, I loved, uh, what was the series he was in? He was in Avengers Academy. He was in, uh, he was in Avengers arena. Huh. He was, Thing is, I was ninety percent sure he was killed in Avengers Arena. Uh, I'm pretty sure they ripped the amulet out of his chest in that, and he died. But you know, whatever. That's fine. It's, yeah, comics. it's comics. It's comics. You get to do that. Um, this was fun. This was a really fun book. Um, it feels interesting. It's. I don't know if this is a thing that they're doing, but I was like, it's not just that he's like a, a Latinx character. It's it felt like this was written for a Mexican audience. And I wonder if that's a thing that they're doing now, hmm. but it definitely read well as an American comic, if that is what they were doing. Um, and it's cool. Uh, I'm totally into this. Uh, it's weird that they chose him of all of them. And I, I'm glad they did because again, I love what a goofy power it is to turn into dinosaurs. Like that is fun and stupid. And, uh, how can you not love that? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, that is like, that is like just perfect. Like if you want to make an animated series, you want a guy that turns into fucking dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like that's what I want. (laughs) Like I want to watch a cartoon where a guy turns into dinosaurs. Is that so much to ask? Come on. No. Hey, speaking of dinosaurs, have you seen the new Lego set? That's a Spider-Man Lego set where there's a venom Tyrannosaurus Rex. I thought you were going to say a Stegron and I was going to be, I was going to run out of the store and go buy it right now. No, it's, it's, but it's like you build a venom T-Rex. So, so like from, uh, from, the, the Spider old, old man Logan. Oh uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know what it's from, but I saw yeah, the set from, and I from was old like, man Logan. That awesome. was the, the they're like they're Hawkeye's driving away from one of those in like the <sighs> second or third issue. Nice. Yeah. There's also a '66 Batmobile set now. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, with Stupid the Adam Legos. West Lego figure. I'm I I'm so afraid to go down the road care. of Legos. Yeah, like, unfortunately. I, Michelle and I like kind of had a thing where we're like we go on vacation and we'd buy like a big Lego set to put yeah. together cuz not really a fan of puzzles, but I love the three-dimensionality of like working together and like hanging out and doing this thing and it's like so exorbitantly expensive yeah. to just be like here's 4 hours of our lives. And it cost a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. But then at the end, I had a Scooby Doo castle, so I was like, <laughs> eh, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, and so we occasionally would do that, but it's like, you yeah. know, we put together Hogwarts, we put together all the Scooby Doo ones, and then we we're like, okay, 
we're not going to fill our house with Legos. <laughs> yeah, it, that's the thing is it like eventually gets to a point where it's like you just have like way too many Legos. But every once in a while, I just got to buy like, uh, you know, a hamburger fire thing. Like it was like a burger. It was like a firefighter one where yep. there was like this hamburger that was on fire. I was like, I have to build this burning hamburger. Like I I'm, this, it's, I can't not, but I can't yeah. not own and build this thing. Not? <laughs> anyway. Uh, Robin number two is out it's good it's good this series is good it really is yeah um and spoiler alert robin's not dead no no <laughs> they do explain away he his heart was indeed ripped out in the first issue yes uh so that was not a fake out but uh he is also not dead we got uh room morgue magazine this is the special 200th issue uh it does not have the shitty cover that we have online because they didn't have a a JPEG of the actual art, but it's fine. Uh, we got RWBY Ruby uh, Justice League number two with a Merca and Dolfo cover, which is weird. Hmm. Um, uh, and we got Shadecraft number three. Really good. I love this comic. Uh, yep. There's a cool twist. Uh, in the last issue had a cool twist, and the first issue had a cool twist. So it's like every issue has like a, the next issue is yeah. like a genuine <laughs> cliffhanger badassery. Yeah, it's the, very good. This book is very smart and really knows what it's doing. Yeah. And I, uh, Yeah. High, high, high marks on that book. Yeah. Similar to the other book they did about the the gravity one that yep. I can't remember the name of off the top of my head. That was really good. <laughs> gravity guys, go to Hollywood. Uh, uh, Skyward. Skyward. We got Shadow Doctor, number four. Yes, and I remembered to get the issues I missed. Nice. We got Shadow Service, number eight. Cool. We've got Something is Killing Them Children, cool. number 16. Still killing them. Still doing it. It's not and very still good. still haven't figured out what it is. <laughs> hey, guess what? Children, like the easiest people to kill. What are you doing? Something. It's going too slow. Whatever something is, it <laughs> clearly is terribly weak. Or maybe it's you just, can just push the kids over. Maybe it's just killing new children every issue. Oh, something is killing these specific children. Uh, maybe that's yeah, it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Spawn, number 318. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Spawn stuff probably. I've never read an issue of Spawn. What is wrong with you? Spawn is wonderful. <laughs> I'm I don't I don't doubt it in any way. I just <laughs> never have. And I feel like at this point, three hundred and eighteen issues later, I probably won't. You you know what I think Spawn really uh really suffered from for me personally in Not my being drawn by McFarlane? <laughs> well, oh, oh, uh, you mean these later issues? Yes, absolutely. Uh, but I think I think just in general as a title and as a as a universe and all that stuff, I think it suffers from being popular. I think it's just like it became very popular and this would have been the coolest underground craziness if it hadn't gotten popular and people would have hmm. been like, yeah, it's just wacky and fucking weird and all sorts of insane things happen. And it's like cute kids and then like horrible monsters and like it's hmm. it's so much more uh the max than you remember it hmm. like it's so much more like the max than it is like young blood you know what i mean okay like it's it's big cartoony nonsense yeah and it's funnier and it's sillier than you remember yeah like and uh, 
yeah, going back, which I did like last year, I was like, oh my God, this is not the book that I remember it being at all. This is much more, it knows what it is way more than I thought it did. Like I thought of it as like, like this and like everything that all of those other guys did were like the same thing. And it is fucking not. Yeah. It is not one of those nonsense 90s books. Well, and I, I, my not having read it has nothing to do with any kind of judgment on it being bad or anything like that. It's just like, it's like Sandman. I just like at a certain point, I just decided I was never going to read Sandman <laughs> and I just never did. And I never have and I never am going to. Like, I That's just, I don't know. Funny. It's just weird. I, I just make up my mind about yeah, certain there things. There you go. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, Spectre Inspectors, number four of five. Um, it's a Boom Studios it's ghost teen teenage ghost people ghost adventure. I really I don't know, I I like it, but uh, I can't say that. Um, I don't know. It's all right. Yeah, the, I don't think it's. It started out really. The first issue I'm, was really good, and then like I kind of yeah. like. I feel like it's like I feel like it's like I need to go back and read them all again together before. Like I'm I wondering pass if any kind of real judgment on it. I think that this is going to be the issue because like that's that tends to be the problem is like second act kind of things. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're setting stuff up like these days, things are set up in a graphic novel or, you know, in a graphic novel format that are basically trying to make a movie, you know, mm-hmm. like you're 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 trying to make an arc out over four or five issues. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to your third issue, you tend to be in that like that little bog in the middle where you've rejected your hero's journey or whatever. And so it's like, I don't care about this whole issue where they don't want to do the fucking thing they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Um, yeah. It so looks good. Art's great. Looks cool. Star Wars Adventures Weapon of a Jedi. I thought this was cool. It's a Luke Skywalker comic with like kind of like almost awesome art and some of the art at times is is actually pretty awesome but it i i don't know i almost i almost brought this home and i almost never do that with star wars books like i just for some reason i don't know what it was it's like a x-wing fighter luke skywalker kind of classic yeah adventure and i think it's to look like it was to be continued yeah it's a two issue yeah that was another reason why i was just like eh, six dollars times two <laughs> math doesn't it's true. But, you know. Hey. But you know what we're still in the prelude of with Star Wars Darth Vader number 12? The war of the... Is it the road That's to right. the war of the prelude It's the road to the war, to the war of the prelude of an afternoon of a fawn. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, yeah. Wow. And I, all of it happens in between five minutes of Empire Strikes Back. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally this like this 40 issue run that they're going to pull together here is going to be basically Boba Fett picks up uh picks up the carbonite and goes whoa, whoa oh shit <laughs> and this is how he picks it back up it's just 40 issues of him <laughs> juggling carbonite <laughs> just, oh oh it's falling whoa, whoa, whoa. and then it falls down a cliff and he's like oh no and I got to go down and yep. get it and the next issue is so him much of that. dragging it up the cliff he gets his foot stuck in a bear trap and he's like oh <laughs> shit yeah, oh, it's basically oh, we got a guest star, oh, guest starring the Portland Fire Department. <laughs> uh, yes, so that is it. Darth Vader number twelve. That's what's coming out. Um, <laughs> we've also got a Doctor Afra number ten, cool. and also if you're into the Star Wars retro collection, we got the Child from Mandalorian. 
it's the uh, these are those Kenner figures, the the old five points of articulation Kenner style figures that'll fit in perfectly with your old Chewbacca or whatever. You know, if you're if you're someone who was like, I'm only collecting the old Kenner style. They're like, well, then fuck you here. We're making new Kenner style <laughs> ones. And you go, ah, shit. Now I have to buy these, too. So it's they really know how to get inside your head. Yeah. Um, Stargirl Spring Break Special Number One had no one shot. intention of buying this. <laughs> yeah, ended up loving it. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. It's really good. And also, oh my 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 filter. Uh, if you are curious about what's coming up with the Justice Society, uh, there's some shit in this. But also, my favorite little—it's uh, on page one, so I don't feel like I'm totally spoiling it. The reveal that Green Arrow and Speedy went back in time yes. and became the Golden Age that Green Arrow and Speedy is Arrow. so awesome. That's the DC shit that I want. Like that's—I'm <laughs> Infinite Frontier is making me very happy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like, and I'm a huge uh, fan of like. I mean, it's it all stems from All Star Squadron ultimately, but like Vigilante is in this. All the Seven Soldiers of Victory, yep. uh, but then it's like they basically <laughs> it's called the Seven Soldiers of Spring Break. Nice. That's the name of the that's the name of the issue. That is it's the Spring Break special, and apparently there's going to be a series. Um, but you know, the coolest thing about this, I'll say for me, is that Todd Nauk Na- Nauk. Yeah. Uh, is the artist, and I typically do I not think it's knock. Knock. I believe, I believe it's Todd Knock. No idea, but I've never really been a huge fan of this artist, even though he is the classic Young Justice, and like you know, I think his art looks great in this issue. I, I, honestly, it hit on every cylinder for me. I've always, I've fan. always liked the Young Justice art, so. Yeah. I'm I'm there, but this yeah I I thought this was great. It's just yeah, it's like and like you a, said, I had I, the the chances that I was going to normally pick this thing up were yeah. next to none. No, and I did watch the show. I would actually say also if you did watch <clears> the show, you know, you're gonna find lots of stuff to like hook onto. Like they're not changing anything from the show. It's pretty much exactly like the show. Um, except for more rooted in actual DC comic continuity than the show really was. I mean, that's not even really fair or true, but you know, <laughs> like, I mean, just direct comic yeah, continuity, yeah. not like show comic continuity. Anyway, whatever. It's good. That's we all. got, we got ourselves some strange adventures. Number 10. Yeah. I have no 12. idea what's going on in this because I'm just going to wait until they're all out. Yeah, me too. Together. I've, I have hit that point. Yeah. Uh, summoners war legacy. Number two. Summoner's War Legacy number two. Summoner's War Legacy number. <laughs> Summoner's War. Le- some. You know what? I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Teen Titan Academy. Teen Titans Academy number three. What a great book. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit earlier. We talked about it earlier, but damn it, this was definitely the best issue so far. And yep. I, this was. This is the issue when Teen Titans truly became the president. Um, <laughs> Man, I love this. Yeah. Also, it's funny because it's like it already has this huge cast, and then this one also has the Suicide <laughs> Squad an, in it. So it's it, like it, it adds the Suicide Squad. Then we get another group of characters showing up that get teleported in that we've never seen before. You're talking about the bats? No. The, uh, There's like four characters that show up that were not in the book prior to that. Oh, maybe I like, missed something. They, I, they I, basically I, teleport in for like one page. Huh. 
<laughs> Ooh, I must have been going too fast and didn't retain it. I gotta go back and reread this, which I will definitely. Maybe do. I'm wrong. Maybe they were from something and I just didn't didn't remember it. You, you could you could be right. I just like I well, maybe for crazy. whatever reason that's I I thought I read this whole thing and and I don't remember that. But yeah, but. there's a lot of characters in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, really good. It's good. The Marvels number two. Uh my favorite. Whoa, my filter is, keeps falling down. My but, favorite um, cover art, certainly forever. My God, that's a no, good cover. This is so cool. This book is so fucking cool. This is absolutely my favorite Marvel comic. Like the guy that's in it in this one, the Arlen, uh, whatever his name is, the guy that has the stolen Fantastic car that gives yes. gives superhero tours, and it, it's revealed that he's the nephew of a. 60s marvel villain uh a that, terrible one yeah but totally makes sense totally makes sense <laughs> and then in a, this one he's flying around wasn't he the terrible yes tinkerer? yes he was the terrible tinkerer it's been spoiled <laughs> terrible tinkler it, it wasn't me the terrible tinkerer uh <laughs> is is the uncle of the guy who is and that's where he's getting his superhero tech shit that he like and he he flies around in this issue on a goblin glider and he uses like chameleons fucking shit like mm-hmm. it's so cool but then also like just weird characters that i would never have cared about like arrow like a-e-r-o arrow yeah. Yeah, who yeah. i know nothing about is like actually kind of like i'm like okay it's cool like i yeah. want to know what's up with this character and punisher is in it and yep. uh the thing and uh human torture in it it's 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 weird uh but i i really like it um, in the same way that that Stargirl thing was like so DC continuity heavy, yeah. like this one to me is like super Marvel continuity heavy and in a great way that doesn't make you feel like you're dumb or missed, like you should know more about it. It's like it actually like kind of tells you everything you need to know about what's going on. I love the Marvels. Awesome. Uh, TMNT, The Last Ronin, number three. Mm. Hey, if you like them, them fun-loving cartoon turtles... And you want to see them get hacked up into little bits and <laughs> die terribly while all of their loved ones cry around them. Hey, guess what? I got a treat for you. <laughs> uh, that's what happens, and it's fun. Ben Bishop. Ben Bishop. This is our friend Ben Bishop, uh, famed famed local artist Ben Bishop, uh, creator of the Coast City Comics logo that you see on the on the outside of our building and on our hanging sign. Uh, the little exploding sun and mm-hmm. also on our little tabs when we when we have our hang tags they've got the coast crusader who is a a character that ben bishop created for the store mm-hmm. and and his sidekick dog who is a <laughs> cybernetic dog. who is a dog in a mech suit with his little little dangly legs sticking <laughs> out the front and big beefy arms on the side yeah. which are very funny yeah. uh yeah i i love it and uh it's very fun and uh and Ben is amazing and uh yeah. yeah he also drew most I don't know how much of the last Ronin that he drew but a lot of it a lot of it he's done a lot of it nice um so two moons number four I might have to take it back and say that this was my favorite comic of the week maybe not haha was really good I love two moons I think it is top-notch horror storytelling Cullen Bunn absolutely killing it the art is getting better as the issues go and it was always good Uh, oh good the creature design is cool and it's definitely getting into like 
what's the real famous movie where like the the handful of people have is a Rashomon? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 It's like where getting to be like that or like hateful eight or something. The, yeah, oh. yeah. Which is probably just a retelling of that. Yeah. Or Seven Samurai yeah. or something so like that. You, you see the you see the story retold from different perspectives. That's oh, Rashomon. that's Rashomon. It's not like that. It's I mean I mean no, it's like the one where like ev like I think it's Seven Samurai where they're on the suicidal mission yes. that like yep. um you know you don't know how but basically uh the the bad guys get a lot more in this <laughs> issue. Awesome. <laughs> and I haven't read this one. I'm very oh, excited. Man, that goat thing is fucking crazy, crazy hideous. Uh, I, I'm still mad that like, th I mean the the creature designs keep being great, but God, they pissed away that one creature oh. that was so terrifying in oh. the first issue. Oh, did they? Oh shit! <laughs> oh, did yes! they? Yes! <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you got to read this oh one. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I fucking no, love like, that terrifying There's like a lizard thing. one in this one that's also fucked oh up. Uh, yeah. yeah but Jesus, the, two moons, man. Yeah. So what's happening now, basically, if if you haven't read Two Moons, it's, uh, it's set in the Civil War. It's a Native American character who is kind of fighting with, struggling. He's a, he's a soldier, and he's struggling with his heritage. He ends up taking... Uh, I don't know if it's peyote or magic mushrooms or whatever, like psychedelic drugs that enable him to tell that demons are possessing humans and he starts to kill them and everybody thinks he's killing yes. uh, regular people and of course he's a Native American so that's a big problem because everyone's a racist asshole. So uh it kind of goes from there, uh, but uh, I, I will say that in this issue, it becomes finally that he is not the only one who can tell <laughs> what is happening, uh, although it is not that many people who can tell what is happening, uh, and it's just kind of like, oh, God damn it. oh, it's fucking sick. It's sick, and the creature. I'm gonna need to get just... all of these back and read them all in order again. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I, I loved these books. Man, fuck. This was, uh, this was the one. Uh, so for the podcast, kind of, I, I had to, kind of come up with a like, I can't read everything with just like the time that I have on Tuesday. Like, I just can't do it. So I decided I'm going to pick one or two that I'm going to read like all the way through, and then I'm gonna skim everything else. So uh, two moons, I read all the way through. It's fucking awesome. It's really good. Haha ha was the other one I chose. <laughs> um, and, you know, I don't know. Just great. There's lots of good books this week, but. There's also, like, a horde of insane people outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep hearing them. I think it's, well, you know, the pandemic ended, so everybody's oh, having, that's uh, right. you everything's know. that's right. Everything's fine. Everybody's having an orgy of spit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That is my least favorite Gigi Allen record. <laughs> yeah, it is, definitely. Well. I mean, <laughs> orgy of, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, uh, orgy of, ugh. Witch Blood number three is out. Great series. Yeah, uh, I love Witch Blood. It's good. Witcher, The Witch's Lament number one is out. It's a popular TV show. It is a and video game and and novel that he doesn't get money for. What? <laughs> oh, have you have you never heard this story? No. So this The Witcher series, The Witcher video game, and all that shit is based on. Uh, on a book by a, I believe he's Swedish. Okay. Um, I tried to read it once. I was like, oh, this is kind of fun fantasy stuff, whatever. Um, 
And he got basically an offer from these guys that was like, hey, we'd like to make your property into a video game, but we've got really no money. You know, can we do this on kind of like a some sort of like terrible deal that will just get you exposure, essentially? And he was like, you know what? Fine. No one's going to make money off a video game about The Witcher. It's just cool that somebody's (laughs) doing it. I can't wait to see this. And so it makes gajillions of dollars, and he sees cent zero for this property. So it's a real bummer. But uh, you know, well, I'm glad I've never spent any money on see, the Witcher. There you go. Fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah, it's a. It's, it's my nephew's like favorite video game. It's though. a real dick move. It was yes. a real dick move. Yeah, because you have to continue the dickery after you get really like millions of dollars and you, continue to not. You get have to be money. a bad person. Yeah. To be sitting on millions of dollars while the creator gets nothing. Yeah. Definitely. You have to be a bad person. Yeah, period. you have you have to be soulless, yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah, there's there's just no way. Yep. Um, I Agreed. I mean, and also I I don't feel like saying that about someone in the video game industry even <laughs> <laughs> is necessary at this point, yeah. considering the like charges of slave labor that are being levied against pretty much every company out there. Ugh. It's such a bummer. Yeah, but uh, you know what? You can still play Pac Man and enjoy it. So yeah, kids. You just yeah, waka waka waka. <laughs> real. Have you <laughs> have you tried this pong, kids? I got this one. It's Galaga. <laughs> You'll love it. You know what? It's a spaceship. Everybody loves Star Wars. Speaking of how fucking old I am, I have a Nintendo DS that has its sole purpose is to play Super Bomberman. Ooh. That is all it does. <laughs> it has a Super Bomberman cartridge in it, and I have never put anything else in it in its entire life. You, you got me beat, although I do have a throwback uh, Game Boy Advance with the Super Nintendo mm. uh, styles uh, style of, you oh, know, and it only has like Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Midway's Greatest Hits. I just have those ones. Nice. Uh, I think the most advanced game I have for it is Pokemon Pinball. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually I don't even think I can play. I I think I just have the It cartridge. needs a memory upgrade. Yeah, I, I think it's just um maybe maybe not. I mean I I don't I don't know. Um but yeah, I I, I play only like 8-bit games on it. So Amazing. kind of there with you, but I've never only played one single game on it, so I can't I can't match it's, it. Well, no, it was it was originally something that I played multiple games on, but it has over the last two years devolved to the point where I have probably a stack of about twenty games for for the DS that I still have kicking around, and I haven't used a single one of them. But <laughs> I play Super Bomberman like at least twice a week. Oh, nice! <laughs> like nice. I. I don't know. Yeah. Something about that game is just fucking wonderful. Yeah. Don't know. I don't know. think I've ever played it. Oh, I don't know. Something satisfying about just blowing shit up. <laughs> Maybe it says something about me. I have Dig Dug as well. Also very satisfying. <laughs> yeah. I love when the... the, the... <laughs> yes. Yeah. It reminds me of being at a uh, at a pizza hut in the 80s. And <laughs> our, our pizza hut in Presque Isle had a Dig Dug machine that was a cocktail table. Ah. So you could play it too yeah, yeah, head yeah. to head. Nice. Ooh, so nice. That's cool. All right. Well, okay. So our our last, well, okay, Zigzag uh, One Shot from Fantagraphics is out, which is a very cool little artsy book. Yeah, very, very art. Very, it's very art. Um, kind of Keith Caring fans might really like it. Yeah, I, it's it's cool. It's definitely graphic style. But it is, it, is, it is for a very specific audience. So yeah. what I will say is, though, that uh, X-Men number 20 this week, 
really, really, really big issue. It's literally the point where we see the facade drop off of the off of the the friendly X world. We see uh, uh, Mystique sent on a mission to basically kill everyone on a space station with a miniature black hole uh, because they are creating the Nimrod. And oh, the Nimrod, and that's the big what? thing from the which I did read the very first mini, which was that the ultimate extinction of the mutants yes. that Moira was predicting Comes uh, from, was from Nimrod. Also, I saw what? a Moira McTaggart uh, mini uh, action figure in Target. I know, isn't that insane? <laughs> like, that's so weird. Well, it's crazy because all of that stuff is like they made action figures. They made a line of yeah, it's all this. like with this logo yeah. stuff treatment and all yeah, that. Anyway, sorry, great. cut you off. No, no, no. But but this is this is really where all this shit's going to kick off because we're we're definitely seeing a fracturing. We're seeing we're seeing where this is going to be going in the next 40 issues. So I'm I'm fucking stoked. I I love this and I cannot wait. That's all. Um and that's what we got. Yeah. We got those issues. And uh you got a glow in the dark Godzilla? Like I too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Just yeah. Scanning the shelves here. Oh, you got some pop vinyl L Venenoid. Oh yeah. Those are great. <laughs> um, we're, you know, we're pretty picky and choosy about not filling the store with, with pop vinyls, but God damn it. <laughs> they did this line of, uh, of Marvel characters as luchadors. And oh, so there's like a Spider-Man it. and a Venom and like, cool. uh, these are pretty pretty gorgeous i love these nice. so yes i did those nice um those are the things i can't think of anything else we still have our, pr- our pre-order up for uh count draco knuckle duster oh, yeah. uh we still have issues of that available they did sell very well so we are probably going to sell out before it is available to purchase live so if hmm. you if you want to secure a copy of it definitely do it beforehand i will give you a countdown when we are like 50 issues away from selling out but uh yeah but it sold very fast so nice. that's awesome very happy uh and uh and that's about it uh, oh and also the thing that's very exciting about it is not only did we get glow in the dark ink which i had to spend an extra buck on uh per issue uh I spent an extra buck on top of that because uh, it turns out that you can get pink glow in the dark ink. Oh, nice. And so this, I don't know that I've ever seen a comic. This might be the only comic in the history of comics to have pink glow in the dark ink on it because it's a specialty thing that they had to figure out for us. (laughs) And so I don't know if somebody can think of another one. That's it. But this might literally be the only comic ever made with pink glow in the dark ink. Wow. Because like every other one is just straight green is just that straight glow in the dark color this pink glow in the dark ink so oh that's bad that's badass very excited about that (laughs) uh and that's it that's what i got for you guys all right thank you all so much uh you can buy things from us at coast city comics uh, you can follow us at um, Actually Comics on Instagram. You can follow the store at Coast City Comics and at the Funbox Monster Podcast and at Funbox Monster Emporium. And that is it. Uh, so thank you guys, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.